Do you want to reach your next level in business and health? Do you need help unlocking your potential and taking action? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to The Lisa Pizik Show, a podcast that empowers women to change physically, emotionally, and financially and live a life they love. Now, here's your host, Lisa Pizik. Hey there, Lisa Pizik here, and welcome to the next episode of The Lisa Pizik Show. I am back from two weeks away on the West Coast where I was at a mastermind event, I spoke at a conference, and we actually traveled back home to the East Coast for two days before we headed back out to the West Coast again. So it was like four plane trips, massive craziness. We brought our little guy with us on the second trip. So we had a little bit of a family vacation, which was amazing. Took him to Disneyland, did some sightseeing in addition to me speaking at a conference. So it's been a crazy two weeks, but an awesome two weeks. So many ah ahas, so many just thoughts about who I am and what I'm doing and how I'm serving and how I can serve you best. And over those two weeks, being at both of those events, a huge concept popped into my head that I wanted to share with you. And it was all around selling. And I know my last podcast, I talked about heart-centered selling. But with this one, I want to really focus on integrity and respect. And those are two words that I believe makes me different from other business strategists and content and digital experts. And I've been journaling and journaling and journaling about that because there were two instances when I was away that really kind of jolted me that I wasn't okay with. The first one was as a speaker, there were 18 of us at this conference. It was a business wellness uh, mindset, women helping. It was only women creating that like sisterhood of women, a a place where we could all brainstorm and learn new strategies and network. And we weren't allowed to sell because they wanted to keep that integrity of not having it be a pitch fest with 18 speakers. Because you can imagine the experience for the audience when that volume of people are talking and everybody is pitching their services. It would just be completely overwhelming for the audience. Even our talks were like TED Talk style, 20 minutes where you really had to tell a story is the way I framed it. So people got to know quickly who I am and what I'm all about. And then those key, key messages or key take home points that you really wanted to go deep with and the audience to get in 20 minutes. It was a challenge, but I loved it. And that was more the style than going up there and making a 20 minute pitch. But this one speaker who's very well known, very profitable, um, just, yeah, she went up and she pitched and the organizers didn't know that she was going to do this, but I felt so disrespected as a fellow speaker. The audience you know, they, they really didn't know any difference. They're there to have an experience and to learn. They're not thinking about who's pitching, who's not pitching, who's making an offer, who's not making an offer. But we actually had to sign an agreement that said we wouldn't pitch. 
that we understood we could offer a free lead magnet or we could have conversations with people and if it came up in conversation, we were able to offer our services, but we weren't allowed to pitch from stage. And this speaker just went up there, bulldozed everything, went up, pitched her event, and off we went. And none of the other speakers, I think, seemed to care. But integrity and respect is a huge, huge piece of my business and how I treat people. And it's not just the clients that you serve. It's the fellow peers, the fellow people in the industry. So I thought, to be blunt, that's really shitty that she just went up there and did that because we all have gifts as entrepreneurs, as speakers, as the people that we are, we all have gifts that we can share with people. We all could make an offer and we should be making offers when it's appropriate. But I thought that was incredibly disrespectful to other speakers that she didn't listen and just did what she wanted, got what she wanted. And then the second part of that was the organizers didn't stop it. And integrity and respect, I believe, carries through no matter what part of your business, no matter what operations are happening. And if that were my event, I would have stood up, stopped those papers, those order forms from being handed out. And I would have said, as respect to the other speakers, we're not making any offers at this event, but please feel free to talk to the speaker afterwards if this event is something of interest to you. When you put on events, or even as simple as you're a speaker, you're hosting a webinar, you're hosting a workshop, you have to be in control. You have to be the leader and you have to be the one to set the boundaries to say what's okay and what's not okay. So I thought it was incredibly disrespectful, not only that the speaker pitched, but then incredibly disrespectful that the organizers didn't stand up and say, hey, 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 time out. To be fair to the other 17 speakers, we're not doing this in a diplomatic way. And that honestly has greatly impacted whether I want to go back and speak at this conference again next year because it's not handled in my opinion. Anything can happen. Anything can go. Who's not to say that other speakers aren't going to go up there and do that? And to be honest, I was so proud of my speech. I did such a good job that I know if I would have made an offer, I would have had conversions. People would have signed up, but that's not the point. The point is that I respected the audience and I respected the other speakers and cared more about the experience than I cared about making the sale. There's a time and a place for a sale. The second thing that happened around respect and integrity was the organizers pitched their mastermind. So they offered their services after all of us speakers did the work. We created the experience. We created the incredible dialogue. We vulnerably shared our stories. And then they came up and they pitched their mastermind. And again, that has significantly impacted whether or not I'm going to go back to this event. Because in my mind, they haven't earned that right to sell. So I'm going to talk about the four ways that we actually disrespect our audience or we disrespect our clients. And integrity is everything. You break that trust, you break that integrity, you've missed opportunity for the lifetime value of a customer. Meaning that it's not just that one-off in the moment sale, 
Yeah, that's fantastic. The first one is always exciting, but you want to create customers that buy every single course and ebook and book and product that you put out there because they're like raving fans. They love you. They refer, they buy everything. I would rather have four or five raving fans than, you know, 10 sales on the spot because I play the long game. And in the long run, that's going to pay off building those deep relationships. So the first way that we disrespect our audience or we disrespect our client and we cut off all hopes for the long-term play and long-term lifetime value is those unwanted advances. So this speaker didn't actually share any takeaways, the one that pitched. She actually said, I'm going to share with you the five things, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera and then went into testimonials in the pitch. She never actually shared any takeaways that are gonna actually help the audience. And she was trying to get her point across that we make judgments and opinions of people in the first you know, two minutes that we meet them. So she opened her speech by asking the audience what we thought about her. And it was like, you're funny, you're powerful, you're this, you're that. And I was like, are we here? to bolster you and build your confidence or are we here for me? So that's how she opened. And then she went into testimonials in a pitch fest. Yeah, she had to say some mantras of, you know, I, I, won't, I won't go into detail to protect her identity, but there was a little bit of crowd engagement but I literally did not take a single note from her entire presentation, which is why everyone was saying, oh, she's so amazing. She's this, she's that. And I'm like, nope, BS, not buying it. You didn't teach me a dang thing. So I don't want to give you a penny. So unwanted advances, meaning let's pretend that you're on a date, first date, and you don't even sit down at the dinner table yet. And the guy or the gal is trying to make advances French kiss you, put their tongue down your throat, grab you in places, and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't even know if I even want to stay through cocktail hour with you. I don't even know you yet. And that's essentially what this speaker did. She kind of just hit us with, buy from me, here it is, what's the matter with you if you don't take this? And I believe that that is like an unwanted advance. It just completely turned me off. It's all about the client. It's all about the audience. So you must earn the right to sell by teaching them something. Then the sale becomes natural and organic because in their brain, they're putting two and two together that you're the person that can help them. And they see it for themselves instead of you shoving it down their throat. Because when you shove it down their throat, what happens is people buy because they have FOMO and they, oh, I'm sounding like the kids these days saying FOMO. So they've got FOMO. They almost feel pressured. So they buy it and then they're, they're either A, put in a financial situation that they're stressed about or B, they cancel. They ask for their money back. And that's really a lose-lose for everyone. So that's the first way. A second way that I alluded to, or the second thing, is piggybacking off somebody else's work. And we've seen this before sometimes at conferences. I forget what the actual like term is, but if a speaker asks you to come and speak and you're not allowed to sell and you do anyway, it's like stealing their list because they did all the hard work 
to get those people in the room. And now you're going, yep, thank you very much. I'll just take those contacts, take those people, do no work for it. And I've earned it. It's here for me. It's all about me. It's not about you. And I believe in karma. That is not a great way. That's not integrity. That's not respect. And these organizers did it. They pitched their mastermind after I busted my butt to create a great experience for the audience. I, I moved them emotionally. And when you move people emotionally, their brains open up to the buying experience. That dopamine starts kicking in and that feel good factor. And when there's like a little bit of intensity, if there's, you know, something that's that you overcame or like for me with my signature story, I talk about almost being in a car accident that releases that fight or flight and that adrenaline. And it makes people want to take action between the fight or flight adrenaline and the happy dopamine that puts people in a buying mindset. And I did all the work. And then these organizers just came in and said, yeah, join my mastermind, pay me money. Can you tell I'm a little bit mad about this? I got to get over that. I got to journal on this and meditate on this and know that a bigger thing is coming for me. But man, did that rub me the wrong way. So don't do that. Don't piggyback on someone else's hard work. You didn't earn it. And that's just crappy. And us kind of smart people that are in this industry and are playing at higher levels I'll use the words that my mentor Bo Eason talks about. Us that are pros and not amateurs, we know better. So don't do that. Don't be an amateur. Number three, false urgency. We see that so many times. I only have 10 spots. This deal's only good until May 1st. If you're going to put an urgency or a time limiter on your offers when you sell, be true to that. Because I'll tell you, I'm ticked when someone says, this is an exclusive experience and there's only going to be 10 people. And then I get in the program or the webinar or the mastermind event and there's like 50 people. You didn't deliver what you said you were going to deliver. And for me, that's a deal breaker. Because if you're not going to follow through on that, how can I trust you that you're going to get me the outcome that I'm paying you for? How can I trust you that you actually care about me and that you don't just care about you? So false urgency is such a disrespect. Don't even have a limiter or urgency if there's not a true urgency. Like I see people say there's only 30 spots on this webinar when I know Zoom webinar can hold up to 100 people. And I'm like, no, you're lying. You're trying to get me, you're trying to manipulate me into buying right now. And that's not cool. And then the last one, we talked about unwanted advances, piggybacking on someone else's work, false urgency. And then the last one, high pressure tactics. My husband, Eric, was on a call with another very well-known digital marketing agency. I won't say the name. And something is gut just wasn't right. They were trying to pitch him into the mastermind that they were hosting. And, and Eric liked a lot of the things he was doing some of their low tier offer things and he was impressed and he liked it. So he, you know, bit the bullet and knowing that you're going to be pitched, you know, when you get on a quote unquote sales call, you know, they're going to, that's just the game that we're in. That's the world that we live in where, you know, obviously if it's a sales call, they're going to pitch you something at the end. And through the course of that, like half hour call or 20 minute call, something in Eric's gut just didn't seem right. He couldn't put his finger on it. And again, us pros, 
and I say that lovingly because you're, you can be a pro too. We know when something ain't right. And Eric just had that gut feeling that it wasn't right and said, you know what? I think I'm going to just, I think I'm going to pass. I'm going to hang out with some of your other stuff first. And they instantly went into telling him that he didn't care about his business and he wasn't taking it seriously. And you know, both of us were just like, come on, man. Like that's a low blow. Of course we care about our business. We wouldn't be talking about investing 10, 20, 30, $40,000 if we weren't serious about our next level or a higher level of growth and income for us. We just want to make sure that that's money well invested. So never, never get mad at your ideal client when they want to know a little bit more information. That's a warning sign to you that you haven't described the value or the deliverables if they're asking lots of questions. And nine times out of 10, if they're asking lots of questions, they're not buying because you didn't communicate well what you're offering. So... I relate it back to, again, going back to that, you know, first date. Let's say it's not the gentleman or the woman that you're on the date with this time, but let's say you're sitting there and you're looking over the menu and the waiter comes by and says, would you like to hear about the specials? And you say, absolutely. And they start telling you about this filet mignon with garlicky, buttery, twice baked potatoes and truffle butter, something, something, you know, the most delicious thing you could ever have. And for me, I've been going more plant-based. So I say, no, thank you. Um, you know, I'm okay. I'm good. And then the waiter starts saying, what's the matter with you? Why wouldn't you want to have this? What are you silly? What do you not want to have a great experience? Do you not want to, do you not respect the cook? Do you not respect what the cook is cooking up this, you know, night or this, this special is dinner. You would look at that waiter and go, what is a matter with you? So disrespectful to be pushing your agenda on me. Oh, I'd rather eat a salad with some tofu. I don't want your steak. So high pressure tactics just don't work. And again, people, people, people pleasers will say yes because they don't want to disappoint, but they don't become your raving fans. They don't finish your products or services. They don't refer anyone to you. And if they're strong enough, they ask for their money back. And again, that's not the kind of client relationship that you want to have. So it goes back to always making it about that client and realizing that if it's not their time, it's not their time. And don't pressure them into that because when you pressure someone into it, it's not going to have a great outcome. All you can do, and if you need a refresher, go back to my last podcast about heart-centered selling. All you can do is share your stories, share your teachings, make sure you get in front of the right audience. Because again, if you're pitching a 510K product and you're in front of an audience that isn't even making $1,000 a month in their business, they truly can't afford your services. It's not that they don't want to and they, you know, yes, people can find a way to make things happen. But again, you don't want to pressure people and offer something to people if they're not the right buyer. So make sure I should precursor that and say, make sure you get in the right rooms or in front of the right people. Make sure your copy attracts the right people. But then all you can do is make it about them. Share your stories, teach, overcome objections, serve them, 
then make that offer at the end, showing all the value that they're going to get. And you're like, this is just a really good deal. Or I know this is going to help you. If you'd love to get going, you know, let's do it. Sometimes I even ask when I'm going to make an offer, would it be okay if I told you about a deeper way that you can work with me? Would it? I ask for permission because remember that unwanted advances, number one, I always ask that question so the audience knows it's coming. And because I've taught them so well, they're okay with it. I'm respecting them. I'm staying true to my word as a woman of integrity. So those are the four things that I really wanted to share with you because a lot of this disrespectful stuff happened. And I want to address it because I don't want you to do the same. I don't want to create this culture where that's the way that we're selling. That's the way that we're serving because it gives the industry a bad name. And that's not what we're here for. We're here to make a difference. We're here to share our thoughts and our voice. We're here to make change. And there's a right and a wrong way to do it. Now, if you need help with these, let's say you've got to make an offering. You're not sure if you do one of these four things. That's where we hop on that 15-minute brainstorming call. It's at the bottom of every page on my website, www.lisapizic.com. I'll put it in the show notes. Let's hop on a free 15-minute call, and I'll make sure that you're going in the right direction so you have the success that you want with your next offer. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you again next time. You've been listening to The Lisa Pizik Show. For more free business and health training, go to www.lisapizik.com.